When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I've got your favorite co-host here with me, Justine from the Shore Store. Hello. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited. Absolutely. We started talking and we were like, oh, this is too good. Let's start recording. So every time Justine we record, is, we do that. <laughs> I know. We always have like 10, 20 minutes of talk that's like, why didn't we record this? But Justine was just telling me that she went to the drive-in the other night. I have not been to the drive-in in forever. We have one in Denver, and it's just not in a great area, so we haven't been there. But that brings so much nostalgia and amazing memories back to me. Yeah, I love the drive-in. I love um, how they play more than one movie, and it's way cheaper, Mm -hmm. and you can just like lay in the back of your car if you have a bigger vehicle or just chill, and you can like, you know, when I was... uh, a cigarette smoker I really liked it because I can just like smoke cigarettes <laughs> while I watch the movie but now I just like have my little vape pen and you know you can bring in your own snacks and stuff and just Is wear it comfy Bluetooth clothes. Bluetooth enabled? Like can you No it's radio. Headphones? <laughs> oh okay. Sorry so yeah no it's radio it's um you just turn to like they tell you the radio station when you go in, depending on what screen you're at. So I wonder, though, I bet you, oh, man, I feel so smart right now. I bet you if you downloaded a radio app on your phone. It doesn't work it, on the radio app because we tried it. Because I was like, I bet because then I would take my like over the ear, amazing headphones and wear those and watch the movie. So the sound was really good. But there, it doesn't work on the Ape Radio app? That sucks. No, I don't think so. At least it didn't this time we were there. Hmm. But yeah, I, I like going to the drive-in. It's fun. We saw a Firestarter, and then we saw... Um, there were three movies, but we only stayed for the first two. It was um, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Have you heard of this? No. Was it good? It's Nick. It's Nicolas Cage, and he plays himself in it. What? So, yeah, so he plays himself as this like movie star, and he's like, "I'm always gonna act. I'm always gonna like do roles." And then like uh, this role he really wants ends up turning him down at the last minute, and he like moves to like Spain, I think it is. And then like the CIA gets involved because the guy he's living with is like a gun smuggler some shit I don't know I was, was really it stoned it was better than Firestarter which was the movie that I was looking forward to but it it wasn't great so it wasn't like uh you know a great watching a movie experience but I just like the the drive-in well, you said they still show the old videos before the movie. Yeah, that yeah, like so the po- the cartoon popcorn dancing around, and it's Aww. like, go get a treat from the snack bar. Five minutes till the second show. <laughs> okay, I feel really stupid because when you were talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent, and you said that Nicolas Cage plays himself mm-hmm. um i thought you said nicholas sparks and so i was very confused 
No, not the author, Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> the act, the uh, Academy like, wait, Award the winning question mark. Guy? I'm assuming okay. I'm assuming he has an Oscar, right? Nicholas Cage? Yeah. I'm assuming. Oh, I've never even heard of this movie. I thought it was very strange. Like, yeah. I'm sure he has an Oscar in something. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Um, wait, an Aren't Oscars for the for TV? No, no those are Oscar, Golden Globes. Oscars are movies. Emmys oh, are God. for TV. Who fucking cares? Does anybody watch that shit anymore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you do. I don't. Um, I don't watch awards. Oh. I don't watch award shows, but um, I listen to podcasts that talk about them. And I'm definitely gonna watch the Emmys this year because I feel like Euphoria is gonna be up for a bunch. And oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll be excited for so, that. For Firestarter, it is Zac Efron, and I don't recognize this little girl, Ryan Kira Armstrong. Was she good? Um, yeah, it was okay. It was just like a really choppy. Um, it, it it was just it's one of those movies that I just feel like not a lot of thought or effort had been put into it, and it was just like rushed together. You know what I mean when you see like especially horror movies that are like remakes and stuff are usually like this um yeah I would have to like re-watch the original because I hadn't seen it in god knows how long if I ever have even seen it so I'd have to like watch that to compare it but it wasn't yeah I mean the original is Drew Barrymore that was like a fantastic movie but yeah I'm so sick of them remaking everything can anyone come up with an original idea please anybody yeah Euler yeah but you said that um, Zac Efron did something to his face. I don't know. I'm looking at photos of him from this movie now, and he looks pretty damn good to me. He still looks good, but, like, just look at Zac Efron. Like, any recent pictures of him, he just has, like, too much f- filler in his face. He looks uh, different, I guess. He's Well, you know, he's getting probably towards his 40s now or late, you know, late 30s towards the 40s. And so he's probably trying to keep those wrinkles away. But what he doesn't understand is that if you're a hot dude, you can have wrinkles. It's fine. You I can know. have gray hair. You can have wrinkles. You can have any of that shit. You're still going to be sexy. I talk about this all the time on my podcast. I always talk about how like when men. Okay, Zac Efron's only 34, by the way. I oh, just really? Looked it up. Okay, yeah. so he's my age. Yeah. so uh, here's the thing when I always say when women get Botox and fillers it's a lot different than when men do um with men I don't like when men get too much Botox in their forehead and then they start getting like the eyebrow lift look and you start looking like uh friggin Louie who's Teresa Judice's fiance he looks fucking (laughs) insane Mike the situation tends to get too much and he looks insane I always say good Botox on a man is like Joe Gorga like if you look at Joe Gorga his face is just like perfect but yeah yeah and just don't overdo I think the whole idea is not to overdo it no matter who you are if you're a woman or a man it it will do the opposite for you your goal is to look younger but then you end up looking older because you had too much done and your face looks weird yeah yeah, I don't know what it is with Zac Efron. There's just something about him that just looks a little different these days, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, I saw. I just saw a picture of him, and he looked really feminine in that photo, which is interesting because 
for several years now, he's looked really like manly and burly and buff. And so I was kind of surprised to see that photo. He looked a little bit, a little more feminine, which is okay. It's just not what we're used to seeing with him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still hot though. Well, oh yeah. He's still hot for sure. Um, I'm jealous of your drive-in. I, that just sounds like so much fun. I, the last time I went to the drive-in, I was probably eight or 10 years old and it was somebody's birthday and I went to like their birthday sleepover and we saw Free Willy too. That's how long ago it's been. Whoa. That was, when did that come out? Free, oh, I was in, so in love with that kid from Free Willy too. Oh wait, he's in Veronica Mars and all of that. Like he's still acting. I still think he's hot. Huh. I don't think I've Wait, seen the no. second Free Willy. No, I'm thinking of the first kid from the... Who's the first? Free Willy. <clears throat> okay, so Free Willy, the original one, came out in 1993. Oh, it's the same kid in both movies. Yeah, I had a crush on him. <clears throat> Jason James Richter was the actor. So 1993 was the original, so... Free Willy 2 came out in 1995. That's the last time I've been to a drive-in. Holy crap. You need to get on that. I know. It's fun. I know. Okay. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to do it. You just have to get there so early. Do you have to get there like an hour early to get a decent spot? Um... Honestly, this was my first time going since the pandemic. I used to go all the time. And usually long weekends were the worst. So we did get there really early, just anticipating it to be busy. Um, But it wasn't at all. So I don't know if the the pandemic kind of like killed it. Um, I I feel like places aren't really. You have so much space between you and the next people. No, I know. In your car with the windows rolled up. Exactly. Even with the social distancing thing, it's it's like the perfect thing to do for that, you know? So you'd think, or maybe it was just an off night, or the movies also weren't that good for me, at least. Like, yeah. Like the the movies on the other screens, they were showing like Sonic 2 and like Bad Guys, that like animated movie. I heard Bad Guys was really good. Really? Yes. Okay. I heard it was really, really good. You know what animated movie was really good? That's like fairly what? new. Turning Red, the Disney Pixar movie. Oh, I heard that was good. Isn't that basically about a little girl getting her period? Yeah. And it's okay. it's based in Toronto. It's the first Disney movie that's based in Aww. Canada. Canada, cool. Amanda. Canada, Amanda. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. Let me tell you this story now that it's old news and it happened like weeks ago. But let me tell you the story about the corrections officer that helped an inmate escape. Crazy pants. I cannot believe you still haven't heard anything about this. But so there's this correction corrections officer named Vicky White and an inmate named Casey White. So there's no relation. They just have the same last name. Uh, they were captured on May 9th in Evansville, Indiana. They'd been on the run for 11 okay, days. Okay, is Casey a man or a woman? A man. Okay. Yeah. So they'd they'd been on the run for 11 days. They traveled more than 200 miles through four states. A lot of this I'm getting from CNN. Um, They had tens of thousands of dollars in cash. They paid for clothes, wigs, hotel rooms. She bought a car. I mean, just crazy. He was arrested 
Um, there was like a home invasion, a carjacking, a police chase. He was convicted of a bunch of counts in 2019 for something that happened in 2015. And there was also a murder, like an attempted murder and robbery charge. So he was sentenced to serve 75 years in prison. Why? Why would you choose somebody like this? It blows my mind. Um, <clears throat> 2015, so in 2020, he confessed to the 2015 stabbing death of 59-year-old Connie Ridgeway in Lauderdale County. So he is like a legitimate murderer. And apparently earlier this year, they had some some of the deputies had heard that he was planning an escape. And so they like shook him down and they found a shank on him. They sent him back to the Department of Corrections and... Over the next two years, oh, this was in 2020, um, <clears throat> in the next two years, he and the uh, corrections officer, Vicki White, they stayed in touch over the phone. So crazy. Um, he was supposed to go to the Lauderdale Detention Center on February 25th for further court healing hearings. Um Vicky is a 56-year-old widow with no children, and a lot of the inmates were noticing that they seem to have a, quote, special relationship. And <clears throat> she was like a fantastic employee at the detention facility. She was actually going to retire on April 29th. She didn't do her paperwork, like her paperwork hadn't been processed, but she was going to retire. And she had won awards for how good of an officer she was. So this part blows my mind. She sold her home on April 18th for $95,000. The market value for her home was 235000 That's still so, so she cheap. Sold her house. Jesus Christ. I know, but she sold her house. This should have been a red flag. You sold your house in this, in this market for $140,000 less than it should have been? Crazy. Wait, where was so, this? Uh, Lauderdale County. Where's that? I, I think they're, I think they're in Florida. Not Fort Lauderdale, or is it? Um, where is Lauderdale County? County, Alabama. Okay, <clears throat> that's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she sold her house like way, way, way cheap. She moved in with her mother for like five weeks. Uh, she let's see here. She took a bunch of money out. She went shopping for men's clothes. She purchased, first of all, an orange 2007 Ford Edge vehicle with a false name. But why would you choose orange if you're trying to get away? Right. That's if you're crazy. trying to like not stay stand under the out. radar. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> April 28th, she stayed at a quality in hotel in Florence, Alabama, and she positioned the orange Ford at a parking lot like 10 minutes from the detention center. And then on April 29th, at about 9.30 a.m., she told another deputy that she had to take Casey White to a mental health evaluation in court. Um, <clears throat> and that afterwards, she'd seek medical attention because she wasn't feeling well. But there was no evaluation or hearing scheduled that day. So she takes him out in the orange jumpsuit and the shackles. She puts him in a patrol car. She drives away. They've got all that on surveillance video. Um, how funny. 
Florence City Council member Bill Griffin was out shooting a commercial for his council district, and he saw Vicki White drive past him with Casey White in the back seat. They knew each other, and she waved at him twice before continuing on her way. This is so crazy to me. So she drives a patrol car from the detention center to a shopping center parking lot. She left the patrol car there, got into the Ford Edge. So she just abandoned it there. They found it at like 11 a.m. by someone who was on a lunch break. And then the officers, they kind of like begin to get concerned because they can't reach her. And then she, they realized that Casey White had not been returned to the jail. So at about 3.30 p.m., that's when they realized that Vicki and Casey White were missing. And they put out an alert on their Facebook page like right before 6 p.m. So they left at 9.30 and nobody really noticed they were missing until 3.30. Okay, so where are these people now? Did they find them or? They did, yeah. So they were on the run for like 11 days. Now, this guy was How far six, did they make it? Do we know? Uh, just a couple hundred miles. They were staying in a hotel room for a long time. They should, stayed longer than they should have. But so this became like a big, crazy thing where everybody's talking about it. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. They're putting out reward offers for them. They switched cars again. They were in an F-150. And... Then they got a tip that somebody had seen them at this hotel room, Motel 41. Um, And so they started to surveillance the motel. They saw them leaving and getting into a Cadillac. So they changed their car again and they started a pursuit. So they drove, they ended up driving onto a grassy field and parking lot. Um, And then a law enforcement officer rammed a vehicle into the car, car and flipped its sign on the ditch. It's pretty crazy. So they caught him and they're saying that she shot herself. Whoa. What the hell? I, that she shot herself during the pursuit. Apparently there was like. So she, um, like she unalived herself. Yes. Okay. I forgot we're not supposed to say that. Sometimes people shoot themselves and they're not successful, so. Right, yeah, she unalived herself. So when they pulled Casey out of the car, he was like, go check on my wife, go check on my wife. And he was like, I didn't shoot her, I promise. Um, And they're saying that she had shot herself. And they paid for a 14-day stay at that motel. I think if I was on the run, I would not be staying in the same place for 14 days, knowing that everybody in the country is looking for you. Maybe they were like doing drugs together or like there was something else. I don't else. think so because I think she she looked like she was a put together person and she had such a fantastic reputation at this jail. And I'm pretty sure the day that this was happened was like the day she was supposed to retire. It is crazy. Crazy. Oh, my God. It's um, like unsolved mysteries. It's like why? And we'll never know because she's not alive anymore to ask because he probably told her i mean she was a widow and she probably just kind of like had this job and didn't really have anything else going on in her life and he was probably telling her all the stuff that we see on love after lockup about how they're gonna be together and how he loves her and he's gonna treat her like a queen and blah 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 and she fell for it oh i hate it you sell your house at 140k loss 
cash out all your money out of the bank probably was like yeah probably was expecting to do what they did then yeah they were oh yeah they were running for sure and she thought they were gonna go have this life together it's crazy but like for what you worked your entire life you had a great reputation you were retiring you probably could have lived off of your retirement and gone and lived on a cruise ship or something that you think of all the things you could have done and you just completely threw your entire life away for some loser with like Nazi tattoos who murdered a woman. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Fucked. Yeah. It was all over the news. It was like this huge manhunt for like almost two weeks. It's pretty fun to watch. So uh, Casey is back in prison back in prison yeah he's he's never getting out of prison again right yeah yeah that's crazy i know and she's dead he's back in prison and she's dead so it's like what nothing good came from this it's awful oh speaking of dead you know what i've been watching what you suggested to me a very long time ago dead to me no um the girl from plainville Oh, okay. So there's like... How far are you in? I'm only on episode five because they're okay. air- they're airing on cable here. And obviously it's like way behind then, you know. So episode five only just aired. So I'm just watching them like weekly as they air. And there's what, like eight episodes? Yeah, I think there's eight. Right. So yeah, I like it. So what it's, do you think so far? It's kind of slower than I'd like it to be just because, like, my attention span's not all there. There's, like, way too much stuff with, like, the cops talking to each other and all of that stuff. But I think that the girl that plays her is insane. She gives me, like, the creeps in the best way possible. Yeah, that's um, that's Elle Fanning. She is – that's Dakota Fanning's little sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fantastic in that um, show – and if you turn around and you go watch I Love You Now Die on HBO Max. Yeah, I watched it before I started this. She did such a good job. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it okay. before I watched Girl from Plainville. So her facial expressions, her mannerisms, everything is just on point. She did such a good job. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had already really known a lot about that case and everything. Um, so the series was okay. It was interesting to see what everyone had talked about um, through the portrayal of, I mean, this girl's just sick. Like, the way that she's putting together the softball thing, and it's not even in the town that he lived in, just so that she can be in the pictures and smile and be the, you know, the girlfriend. Very, very sick, very crazy story. Yeah, it's But in the end, what do you think? Do you think she should have been charged? I mean, I think that... I I honestly don't know because there's so many good arguments of every situation. Like, I think that, unfortunately, this guy was super mentally ill and I think that he would have done it anyways to an extent. But I think that what she did was super fucked up. 
Yeah. And but uh, but there's also the argument that like she's super super mentally ill too and was like on all this medication and stuff that was messing with her as well and like she had mm-hmm. a severe eating disorder and there's like so much that goes into it that it's hard to say. Um I had no idea that she did jail time for it though until I watched the documentary. I was because remember how they said like it got appealed or whatever and then they had to like go back to court again and then that's when they like she knew she was going in obviously because her hair was like all chopped off and everything at that point but like I had no idea that she did she did what like two years yeah I know she's out now I think this was just two very mentally ill people that found each other and fed into each other yeah you know and he had he had attempted suicide before so it's not like she came up with the idea out of the blue, but it is very sick to push so to tell someone who's scared and afraid of dying, like get back in the car and do it or um, how she would kind of gaslight him be like, you're not going to do it. Aren't you? Are you, you know, that is such sick shit. So I believe that there should be some kind of consequences for that. But I also, you know, she wasn't physically there and she didn't physically force him. And at the end of the day, it was his decision it's a very complicated case. It's so complicated. It's hard to just pick one side of it. However, a girl from Plainville, I think that the casting on the uh, Conrad Roy III's mother is like perfect 10 out of 10 casting. Like yeah. that woman looks exactly like her and everything. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was interesting to see. I like to see the text messages back and forth, which I always like to see that. I like to see what people say to each other, whether that's on Catfish or on I Love You Now Die or whatever. It is so interesting to me to see how people can, how people talk to each other. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. I like that. Um, oh, so, so Courtney and um, Travis got married for the third time this weekend what did you, i guess we'll start with like the big question is what do you think about the about the uh, dress disgusting hideous i hated it and you know what i don't feel bad at all saying this because courtney kardashian is the first person on planet earth to tell somebody when they don't look good when they look fat when their body looks like shit when what they're wearing looks like shit so i don't feel bad for saying this it looks yeah. hideous. It's like, girl. Okay, well, first of all, the like the dress she had when they got married in like Santa Monica or whatever first, that one was like a $10 Fashion Nova dress. <laughs> I have no idea what that one was. And then that black thing that she was walking around Italy with, it looked like another Fashion Nova dress that she had just hot glued a medallion on the front. It looked hideous. And then... The dress that she actually got married in the ceremony in was what? It was like a white corset with a see-through. And then she had this long, beautiful veil that had like Queen Mary or some shit on it, which is Travis Barker's big tattoo that he has on his head, by the way. Um, And that was such a beautiful custom-made veil. And you're going to wear it with literally lingerie? It, yeah, you know what? It reminded me of um, it reminded me of the bunny costume, you know, the Playboy bunny, because it was it was like a leotard dress. It was really weird. And it almost kind of almost reminded me also of um, 
like a virgin, like the like a virgin video for Madonna. Yeah. It was like a leotard. It, yes, it did look like a Playboy bunny, a white Playboy bunny costume with little lacy extra short shirt or something. Yeah, and he, here's the thing. Like, Kourtney Kardashian is super short. She's only, like, 5'1 or something. And so I understand that, like, it's difficult to wear, like, a super long, like, mermaid-style dress. But at the same time, you have all the fucking money in the world to have, like... That's what I was going to say. ...a designer custom-make something beautiful for this you. This dress was custom-made by a designer, I believe. It's, it's horrible. I feel like it's not her style at all, and I feel like Travis... It's something Travis picked out for her. Yeah. I mean, to have such a beautiful, lavish wedding in Italy and to show up in that dress. I mean, that she could have worn that to the friggin' Vegas wedding chapel in the middle of the night. Yeah. And that would have made sense. Yeah. But, like, it would have been appropriate for Vegas. You're absolutely correct. But The whole aesthetic in Italy and the beautiful wedding that they had and the colors and all of that, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Online on TikTok, somebody posted a video and they said Travis's bandmate was at the wedding and it was Mark Hoppus. And I just said, I'm fucking done with the Internet today. We're referring to Mark Hoppus as Travis's bandmate. Yeah, the lead singer. Uh, Travis Barker would not even be fucking anywhere if it weren't for Mark Hoppus. So let's not forget that. Yeah. So her dress is Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, okay, because I was going to say, because Chloe's outfit was custom made by Dolce & Gabbana, too. The crown and, like, the black Yep, there's, so this says, Kourtney Kardashian fans react to, quote, cheap dress made by Dolce & Gabbana, who hosted the wedding. And every, and what did they do? They thought this was going to be the most, it is the most talked about dress in a long time, but not for good reasons. It's awful. No. What was Chris Jenner wearing though? Like Chris Jenner looked fucking hideous too. She was wearing like feathers. I thought Chloe looked fantastic. Hers was like black and red and beautiful. I don't know. It's hard not to look good when you look like that. Like you can kind of look good in anything. Yeah, exactly. I'll post some pictures on my Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod so you guys can see some of the different looks and the different celebrities that were there. There were a ton of people there. And the wedding itself looked beautiful. It was just the dress looked like garbage. I saw that the por- they had like spaghetti, like servings of spaghetti, and the portions <laughs> were so tiny, like um, like half a fist maybe. And I was like, okay, well, I would, I hope that they have like at least 10 different courses. Oh, if yeah. That's how yeah, small I'm your sure. serving is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they had like the best of the best. It was probably a really fun wedding to go to. But and his suit didn't even look like it was tailored properly. Like it looked too big for him. Didn't even look like it fit right. I didn't realize how short he was before because seeing him on the Kardashians and stuff with her, I'm like, I always thought that Travis was a taller dude. He's only 5'9". Really? Yeah. I am surprised. I would have guessed him at at least six feet. No, he's 5'11". 5'9", so short. Yeah, that is pretty short. I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, yeah, Zac Efron's only 5'8", so he's only an inch taller than Zac Efron. Oh, my God. I'm the same height as Zac Efron. (laughs) I keep forgetting that you're tall because you look like you don't look tall until you're looking at, like, how long your torso is. 
Yeah. Me tall. With your abs. I'm jealous. <laughs> you and your abs. <sighs> what other shows are you watching Looking right hard. now? I was just trying to think about that. I haven't found anything, like any show that I'm into that I can watch. I tried to watch a little bit of like We Own This City or something on HBO. It's all right. Nothing is totally drawing me in. I'm going to, I'm looking through my podcast app to see if I've got any podcasts. Oh, um, I was listening earlier to web crawlers and they were talking about the Durr family post or a uh, hoax. It's a hoax that started in like the early, you know, 2010s. And this whole story about like uh, cancer cons, fake accidents, fake deaths. It's like this big internet hoax that happened. So that was interesting. I love web crawlers. They always have good stuff to talk about. Um, I'm, I have a podcast suggestion. Okay, good. What are you? It's called Betrayal. And I think okay. there's a couple more episodes left that need to be released. But it's about a reality TV producer. And she actually worked on Jersey Shore, which is cool. Okay. And basically, she had this like fairy tale dream come true marriage as all of these stories usually do and she comes home one day and her husband laid out a piece of paper for her and basically he was getting arrested for having sexual relations with a minor and he wow. was he was a teacher and he was like fucking one of his students who was like 16 and then oh my god he's also having an affair with like all these other women um and in in the podcast the the wife talks to the student they have like a full conversation and she talks to one of the women that he had an affair with and has a conversation with her and it's so so good it's called okay, betrayal i cannot wait i'm gonna listen to that um let's see also loving right now oh sloppy horror i started listening to that because you recommended that for me Love that. The Sloppy Horror Podcast. Love it. Um, Let's see here. Of course, we're listening to We Love to Hate Everything and all that good stuff. Um, Oh, Love and Order. So this is an actual, an actual attorney. She's really oh, like big on attorney. TikTok. Yes, an actual attorney. Um, She's huge on TikTok. She started a podcast called Love and Order, and she's mostly covering the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff and so I like to listen to her because there's just hours and upon hours of footage of their trial and I don't want to watch all that so I like listening to her and she does Q&A's and all kinds of stuff so that's really good too hmm. do you have any other recommendations um that's the first one that I can think of off the top of my head I mean watch what crap ends goes without saying for anybody that's right. a Bravo fan yeah always yeah love it i wish there were better show oh um seeking sister wife's coming back so i'm super excited about that i've never seen that but i think i'm just gonna jump in this this season when it airs you should you actually should start with last season because there's a couple on last season that is going into this season and their story is fucking crazy it is crazy they're the Merrifield family. You should watch last season. It was pretty good. Okay. 
that's on Discovery oh. Plus, right? It's TLC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna that'll be okay. on there. And then um, oh, so we watched the what is that sh- that movie with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum? The Lost City. Yes, that's okay. on Paramount. Also, it's on a bunch of stuff right now, but. That movie was so much fun to watch. It was funny. It was beautiful. It was great. Highly recommend. Brad Pitt's in it. Sandra Bullock. Channing Tatum. Um, the dude from Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, great movie. Very funny. Very fun to watch. Okay. So, highly recommend. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, we kind of hit on all the important stuff. I... A shorter episode's fine for me today. I got a lot of stuff to do, so. You don't want to talk about 90 Day? Oh, I there's only one thing I want to talk about on 90 Day. It's the only thing that I have anything to say about. All the rest of it was kind of boring. Bilal is a monster, and I hate him. I think he's a horrible person, and Shida deserves better. <sighs> he, what do you think? Bilal is a horrible monster, Um, However, I'm like kind of grateful for him a little bit because he reminds me of this guy that I had a situationship with. Um, And this guy was very serious sometimes like Bilal, but not to that not to that extent. Obviously, he was like a quarter of what Bilal is. But when Bilal was doing his like talking heads and stuff, um, the same like facial structure a little bit at the bottom like similar nose and just talk similar right and sometimes I would still kind of think about this guy every once in a while and when I connected the dots and he reminded me of him it just completely never never again ew like that (laughs) you know what I mean so um I will say that but yeah Bilal is absolutely horrible and I really hope that she ended up going back. How does it work? Like, can they just go back? Or is it like once you're here, you're kind of stuck here? I think they can go back. But if they go back, they can't come back to the U.S. Right. For so if like she, a long time. And if she leaves him and then she meets somebody visa. else who's like, oh, I want to marry you and bring you here, then she can't come. I think she maybe could, but it would look very suspicious that all that suddenly she's engaged to another American. Uh, but I think that if you're in the U.S. on the K-1 visa and you go home, you cannot return on that same K-1 visa. And okay. that'll kind of like end your thing. Like you're done. You guys are not getting married. You're not coming to America. So, I mean, she is beautiful and smart and kind and talented and all these wonderful things. And Bilal, like, you know, it's all fun and games when it's his, when he's playing pranks or joking with you. But you, God forbid, you joke with him a little bit, then you're being violent and he's dropping you off on the side of the highway. I hate that guy. And the way he treated her when they went to the mosque for prayer and he, like, punished her by ignoring her and leaving her alone to wander around by herself in a place where she did not know anyone and wasn't familiar. Like, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's a huge fucking dirtbag piece of shit. When you said, though, you only had one person to talk about, I thought you were going to talk about Jabri's mom. Because that's the the one that pressed my buttons. It's like, you 
made up this excuse to go through her laundry like that was mm-hmm. a calculated oh let me teach you how to use the washing machine move right so you can look at her clothes and judge them I cannot believe she said you need to cover yourself up around my husband I was I was in shock well so did you watch the you never watched the original seasons with like um Paul with Pow and Russ or any of them no Okay, so that there was kind of a conversation with this in the first or second season of 90 Day, and it was Pow and Russ, and they moved in with his parents, and but she legitimately was wearing, like, lingerie around the house. Like, tits hanging out, ass cheeks hanging out, just crazy. I would never dress like that around someone's parents. Crazy. But then when I'm seeing um, Jibri's mom, I think her name's Mahala, I think so. When yeah. I'm seeing her confronting um Miona. Miona, I'm like I have not seen her wear anything inappropriate around this house. Maybe she's wearing a crop top. I mean, she did have like full on like hard nipples when they were having this conversation. She had the Jennifer I, Aniston and Friends nipples. I, just I know, like, like she had just been holding coke cans up there or something. I don't know what the hell was happening, but that just happens sometimes and maybe you want to wear a bra most of the time around the house I don't know but totally out of line the way she treated her like she was like I can't believe you are a therapist because you are sounding like such a judgmental bitch right now and basically telling her that she couldn't possibly be smart and hot at the same time what that people that oh but you're smart you don't have to act you don't have to dress like a slut because you're smart only sluts you know only dumb girls have to dress like sluts what the fuck is she talking about yeah and she also said something to jabri when it was just the two of them like um i'm afraid that she thinks that other people are gonna like do everything for her just because she shows her boobs or something i was like excuse me and like she brought up the way that she is on social media. It's like, cause all of her pictures are in bikinis. It's like, Hey, she's not going to walk around the house in a thong bikini. Like yeah, very strange. Who cares? There's so many. So there's so many Instagram girls that literally every single one of their pictures is them in a bikini. That's not how they dress in real life. Well, that's how you get attention. That's how you get followers and views and subscriptions. Yeah. And it's just smart marketing. Yeah. If you know how to market, then you know how to market. But like, if you're so worried about your husband sexualizing this girl who's just wearing a crop top and shorts, then maybe that's a conversation you should have with your husband instead. Yeah, that was gross. That was fucked. I would feel so uncomfortable if I were Miona. Oh, yeah. But Miona has, I like her a lot. And I think a lot of us are realizing that we like Miona the like better. I liked the mom until this scene. It is so inappropriate and rude and out of line that, like, I hate her now. But Miona stayed calm and she was respectful. She didn't get angry. And even when she told it back to Jabri, she didn't exaggerate it or put words in his mom's mouth. She was just very factual about what the conversation was. Mm -hmm. And without having any type of crazy emotion about it i like her a lot yeah i and like I think her they too. should move out i like her too i think she's likable 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where their storyline goes because I remember when they say like this season on, um, it mm-hmm. showed Jabri and his bandmate like getting into a physical fight. Yes, so I'm excited yes. for that. I'm wondering if shit's going to go down with the mom. There's so much with them. Oh, it's literally like my favorite thing of the whole like weekend. Like I love getting up early like first thing Sunday morning making my coffee smoking my weed and just watching 90 day fiance for two hours it's like my favorite thing I love it my Ryan was working in the basement last night and I was like "Ooh, I get to go watch 90 day fiance by myself (laughs) (laughs) so go upstairs wash your face you get like all ready for bed and then you just get to watch your garbage by yourself without anybody going this is fucking stupid (laughs) <laughs> and then i feel like the whole storyline with um who's that chick that met the dude in um she's like a lisp or something weird with she's like drew barrymore mouth kara no but she talks weird and she met the dude in china oh, and they have a baby oh um i w- listen i want to call her i can't remember their names her name's emily and kobe okay she looks exactly like this girl that I worked with, this dancer at my work, talks the exact same, exact oh same, like, God. thicker body, long black hair, like, to the fucking teeth. It, like, weirds me out every time I see her. Wow. Um, I feel like she talks as if she had a tongue ring. Is her pierce? Is her tongue pierced? Because it's almost like something's in her mouth that she can't get around and she can't talk because of it. Maybe. Or she just has a lisp. But like their whole storyline the entire time is just like, you were a lot more fun in China. You were a lot more nice in China. And it's like, bitches, you ain't in China anymore. You are in real life. You have a baby together. It's not going to be like it was when you were fucking each other around the world for fun. Yeah, but the fact that she, the the fact that she like didn't even sleep in the same bed as him yeah it's not good like oh you're shunned she's definitely to this naggy. bed she's naggy for sure i mean amanda said this on her and jody's podcast but i agree with her like it, it's kind of weird that the baby can stick its hand in and like pull a tit out on its you know what i mean it's kind of yeah. weird when a kid is like old enough to like get in there on their own Well, yeah, the kid's a year and a half old. He's eating food. Like, he's eating food. He's sitting at a table, or he's sitting at his high chair, and he's eating solids. But, you know, that's I'm not going to shame anyone for for breastfeeding. I chose not to breastfeed because I had to go right back to work. I didn't want to be, you know, 19 in the bathroom pumping at my fucking serving job. Five times a night. I can't imagine how hard <laughs> breastfeeding is. Like, oh, yeah. I even remember on this is such a deep cut, but Teen Mom 3, there was a girl, I want to oh say God. Katie, and her boyfriend's name was Joey, I want to say. And they broke up, but she was still breastfeeding. So, like, she would come over to his house and, like, feed the baby when the, he was visiting with him and then, like, go back home. And it's just like, you literally can't have like your own life at all because you have to like pump every, you know, few hours. And if or you don't, it hurts. Yeah, because you get too full. Yeah, I I didn't really breastfeed. I my kid was a 
um, a formula kid, perfectly healthy, perfectly wonderful. And uh, yeah, there comes a point where it's like, all right, let's some I some podcaster said that she should have started weaning him off, you know, a couple of months. It, maybe it was Jody that said she should have started weaning him a couple of months before Kobe got there. But well, yeah, especially because like your man's coming and you guys have to like prioritize your relationship if you're going to mm-hmm. be together and be married and mm-hmm. you don't even want to sleep in the same bed as him because you'd rather sleep in the same bed as your kid, which like. You know, I hear a lot of people sleep in the bed with their kids. Like, I never slept in the bed with my parents. That was nope. never like an option for me. So, nope. um, I my kid I never slept understand with me. It. Once a week on Friday nights, we would have a sleepover, and that's when I would let her sleep in the bed with me, and we would watch. Uh, like we would go to Blockbuster and get like a Disney DVD to rent. We watch a movie and eat pizza and have a sleepover, and that was it. Any other night, she's in her bed, she's in her crib, she's in her toddler bed. Because otherwise, you start this bad habit where your kid has to sleep with you until they're 10. And it's weird. Yeah. You said something interesting. You said prioritizing their relationship. And I don't care what anyone says. I will yell this from the rooftops every day if I have to. Your marriage comes before your children. And I think that what a lot of people make a mistake of, and especially women, because a lot of women turn into just mothers. Like, that's all they are. They've become a mother. That's what they are. They are no longer themselves. They are no longer wives. They are mothers, and their children come first. That is a great recipe for a divorce, which will damage your children more than anything else. So... The marriage comes first. Your relationship with your spouse should be at the top of your list. And if your relationship with your spouse is healthy, it trickles down and you have happy kids, happy, healthy, safe kids with a, with a sturdy front foundation and it just trickles down. So unfortunately, I, I think that Emily is putting her motherhood and her baby ahead of her relationship with Kobe and that is not going to be good in the long run yeah I really just don't understand what she wants him to do because it's like he's trying to help out with the kid and stuff and he can't really do anything because the kid is like attached at the hip with her and it's like he can't work he can't and she's a control freak like she doesn't want him to I mean, on the first night, he's trying to play with this kid and make him laugh and all that. And she's like, don't get him riled up. Like, bitch, it's his first night with his baby who's a year and a half old. He can get that baby riled up until five in the morning if he wants to. Let him be. Yeah, her family, there's just something so strange about them. They all, like, enable the shit out of her. Like, even her grandma seems suspect when she came around. I'm I'm excited to see where their story goes. Yeah, me too. I'm I hope to God they don't freaking get pregnant again. But I feel I think like that's she what's gonna is happen. like I feel like yeah. in those talking heads where she has like the pink shirt on. I feel like she looks pregnant. Like I feel like her face looks pregnant. Well, and they do a preview where she's like taking a pregnancy test. So. Oh God. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. 
know. I guess we'll find out. That's not something they should do, but seems like they are. Oh, and Muhammad. Okay, I guess I had something to say about like all the couples. Um, oh my Muhammad god, is such a fucking baby. He is the least attractive man I think I may have ever seen in my life. He looks like Zach okay, Roloff. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. Doesn't he? That, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. And his voice. Oh. I don't understand what what Eve's, that's her name, right? Eve, Yvette, Eve. I don't understand what, why uh, she brought him over. I don't understand what she thought was going to happen with all that because she knew that he was expecting her to change for him because we had got the scene of her like talking to her friends and cleaning out her closet and stuff. Um, and also the situation with her having uh, a special needs son. I just don't understand what she thought was going to happen. And, you know, she, I'm not blaming her for anything because he's a fucking dick and I hate him. But I just don't understand what she thought was going to happen. Um, she thought what was going to happen is exactly what is happening. She loves to be needed and wants to care for him. So she knew how it was going to be. I don't think there's ever been. I don't think he tricked her. I don't think there's been any question as to what this relationship was going to be. She's very good at taking care of her son, which is amazing, as she should be. But I think that she doesn't mind taking on another child to care for. And that's exactly what she's getting. I I don't like it. The whole situation makes me feel so uncomfortable. I know. I hate it. And he is a child. And... He literally thinks that he should wake up in the morning with breakfast served on a tray for him every morning and that he should have to do what? He hasn't said a single thing about any type of aspiration or goals or anything he wants to do. He just literally wants this woman to care for him as his mommy does. That is so unattractive. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Was there anyone else or was that everybody? Um, there's that. Oh, uh, Kara and Guillermo. Okay. I like him better than her. I really hope we get a scene of her, like, drunk. Like, I hope we get, like, a drunken argument with them. I bet we will. Okay. I think he's more mature than she is by far. And she's seven years older than him. Yeah... He seems really young, though, like just looking. He looks like he's like 19. Like he seems younger than 23 to me. Yeah, he looks very young, but he seems more mature than her in some ways. Yeah, the, the their whole their whole segment this week was really boring to me. I didn't. I was kind of right. like bored the most through theirs. But like I said, I'm ex- like I, I just really want to get a drunk scene. <laughs> yeah. I would I would like that for sure. Um, they I'm sure they have a great sex life. That's definitely one of the top things that is bringing them together. And, you know, she had an issue with him. Was it? No, I think it wasn't him. I think it was Ari and Benny where Ari got all mad at Benny for doing what Benny does, which is dream. And 
This is nothing new. He's always been this way. And this is the thing about when you're with a creative mind or somebody who is an entertainer. Like I can relate to this because that's how I am. I'm always dreaming. I always want to do this and do that and do this and do that. And I take on too much and I get overwhelmed, but it's something that I love. So I'm doing it and I'm always going, everything's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And Ari's over there sitting, having a damn panic attack. How are we going to pay our bills? And she gets all mad that Benny's like, everything will be okay. But you know what? Everything will be okay, especially because your parents live next door and they're rich. Right. Um, (coughs) I thought the MMA fighter thing was funny just because it's like, I feel like an MMA fighter is one of those things that like you have to start when you're a kid. Like it's, it's martial arts. It's not like, um, well, I think he's been in martial arts for a long time and Really? I, I thought I he was last... a dancer. Well, all all of the above, you know, dancing, entertaining, singing, martial artist. Um, I think he's done martial arts. But from what I heard last year, he had a match and he beat the shit out of somebody and won. Oh, OK. Because when he said so that, he I might... was like, oh, that's kind of something you got to start as a kid. But then I also was like, but he's also in like incredible shape. So he's very athletic. Exactly. Yeah. He had an MMA fight. It's uh, not like it's um, what's his face on Friends who wants to be a UFC fighter. Uh, um, oh, my God. What's his name? Monica's boyfriend. What's the actor's name? Oh, my God. It's oh going to drive me crazy. It's going to drive me fucking crazy Vince Vaughn and um um oh my god keep talking I'll think John Favreau okay Jesus fucking Christ yes okay yeah so this is um Binyam's amateur MMA fight record two wins zero losses and zero draws so yeah no well good for him yeah yep um career length three years seven months so apparently it looks like he also like he had a fight in 2017 also so um you know she she's she's a very athletic talented person she's like not patient with him at all like when they were i felt kind of bad for him when they were in new york having their disgusting black guinness beer Ugh, i hate guinness so much but um and then he was like you know dreaming about living there and everything and then she's like well i'm so fucking stressed out because i got this and this and this and he's like let's not ruin today like today was like a dream come true for me and you're like wanting to fight and she's like excuse me i'm the one that brought you to the united states you wouldn't even be here for me and i'm the one ruining it for you it's like that's not what he's saying he's just saying like He's having a good time and he doesn't want to fight with you. I think that in a lot of relationships, because opposites attract, you'll have like a dreamer and a realist. And well, Ari tends to be an anxious person in general. So she's had a long history of anxiety, some self-harm issues. Oh, um, really? Yeah. In the first season that they were on, there was um, you could see a bunch of scars on her arms. So she is someone that's battled with depression and mental health issues and stuff. So I understand why she is so stressed and overwhelmed. It was kind of shitty of her parents to convince her to get this two-bedroom apartment when she said a one-bedroom was fine. 
and get all this stuff set up and then be like, all right, time to hand over all the bills. Yeah, I was on her side for that, too, because it's like, first of all, they just got off a what a 24 hour plane ride or something fucking insane like that. And then the parents are like, by the way, we have your cable hooked up and your Internet hooked up and everything's good to go. It's like, yes, that is very nice of them to do that. And it's nice to come home to after a long trip. But you could have come back over in the morning after they got sleep. You didn't have to have the yeah. conversation about bills with them right then and there. It's like, and then you got me the most expensive apartment that you could find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and close to them. I mean, it's close to them. So it's got to be in a pricey area. So I, I'm sure, you know, they would have maybe chosen a little bit more of a middle class area if they knew that they were going to have to take over those bills so quickly. Yeah, but if the parents put everything in their name, then, you know. I mean, I definitely don't think they're going to leave them out to dry or put them in a bad financial situation. And it obviously is something that they should be doing is caring for themselves and their baby. But, like, kind of don't set them up to fail. And this all just happened within, like, two, three days, I think, you know, they came in, they're on this long flight, then they're talking about all these bills that they didn't expect to have right off the bat. And now, you know, Vinny's dreaming about New York City. And she's like, we can't even afford our place in New Jersey. So I understand. I understand the stress and all of that. But yeah, just try to enjoy the day, like let it go. Have fun today. And worry about that tonight or tomorrow. When I was watching him in New York, I was like, I was happy. I was like, honestly, it would be so fun to like take somebody around downtown Toronto who's from a country like that, who's like never seen anything like that. Like I would be so amused by the the excitement. Well, I'm not from a third world country. I mean, I guess some people would disagree, but (laughs) I... (laughs) I would be happy to play tourist with you. And I will. I'll be like, wow, because everything really impresses me. So you would enjoy yourself. Okay. I'll take you to the falls or something. Yeah. Take me to all the cheesy places. (laughs) Madame Tussauds. Okay. The Madame Tussauds in Niagara Falls is something out of a fucking movie. Like, it's the worst wax figures you've ever seen in your life <laughs> times a hundred. Like what? I went to the Madame Tussauds in Orlando and those ones are like creepily real looking. They're not perfect, but they're pretty creepy. The ones in Niagara Falls look like a 10 year old kid did them. I'm not even joking. Well, have they been around for like 50 years? <laughs> forever. Forever. Yeah. I went to the Vegas one like 20 years ago. I wonder how it stands up now. Like, I'm trying to think. I haven't been in the Madame. Do they look like the wax figures in House of Wax? Mm, Worse. Or better. What? Oh, God. I love that movie. That's such an underrated movie. I know. It's good. Yeah, it's actually good. You guys, if you haven't seen House of Wax with Chad Michael Murray and Paris Hilton, go watch it so I can stop talking about it. So good. (laughs) All right, girl, that's all I got. Tell people where they can find you. If you don't already, then you should listen to The Shore Store. It's all things Jersey Shore. And I'm actually, next week, I'm starting Jersey Shore Season 5 on the main feed. So 
And we just did, um, for your Patreon, we did a Jersey Shore family vacation episode from when Angelina, the dirty little hamster, comes back. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. So you've signed up for Justine's Patreon. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Justine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, bitches.